Hello. Welcome back to the parking lot. The podcast where two coworkers became best friends and they started a podcast where they talk about life, work, and give advice that they're not at all qualified to give. You forgot love. We are not a love podcast. <laughs> at all. Uh, I'm Michaela. And I'm Taylor. And we have a set thing. Like, we have talking points this time. Yeah, but first you should fix your face. Well, that's not gonna happen. It just looks like this. Um, I did, however, put in my two weeks mm. at the retirement home. Um, so that's very exciting. And scary. How are you feeling about it? I don't know. I kind of go back and forth. Like, I'm excited to leave because I've kind of wanted to for a while. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to miss a lot of the residents. And I already, like, talked with them. And some of them were like, oh, you can 100% come back. Like, come visit, blah, blah, blah. And, like, that's what I want to do because um, I just, like, became close with them. And some of them don't really have... They don't necessarily like a lot of people. And so, for them to say that to me just, like, means a lot. So, who knows? Hmm. We shall see. How are you feeling about not working there? It's been, like, two weeks now, so I'm kind of just used to it at this point, I guess. But today, I folded up all my my, um, shirts from this place, our uniforms. <laughs> I have like five uniforms, so I folded them and put them in the back of my closet because I don't know what else to do with them. Give them to Goodwill? I guess, but like, <laughs> who would want that? I guess it's true, but... Because it has the logo on it, so like, it can't just be a shirt. Yeah, I guess. It's collared and uncomfortable. <laughs> Mine are like, because at the beginning we only had two. Yeah. And so the ones that I've had for a while are like bally, you know. Yeah, what I mean? they're they don't age well. No. Um, same with like um, my scrub pants because we have to wear scrub pants. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, what do I do <laughs> with those? So we shall see. Dang, I barely saved it on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Almost said the name. <laughs> we might have to go back. I don't think I like. I think I didn't. I don't think you could tell what it is from what I said. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I wanted to talk about a phone call that I received from you on Monday. I don't remember calling you. That's awkward. You call me a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But it was weird because it was a phone call, not a FaceTime call. Because I was driving. And... Taylor, to give context, I guess, Taylor randomly called me on Monday, mm-hmm. and I was at work whenever she first called, and I was in front of my manager, the one that is not very nice, and so mm. I answered, and I was like, uh, call you back, bye. I didn't know you were with the yeah. manager, okay. That's why I was like, I'm at work, bye. I'm like, <laughs> that doesn't matter, who cares? <laughs> and so, then when I called you back... First, you didn't answer. But I wanted oh, to... Oh, you FaceTimed me, and I was in the car, so I didn't have Wi-Fi, yeah, so I didn't even get it. That's all right. Um, 
But the reason that I even answered the phone, being in front of the manager, because I didn't know if it was something urgent or not. And I knew that mm. if it was urgent, I could at least answer the phone and you could be like, oh my gosh, help. You know what I mean? Help me. I've been kidnapped. <laughs> but but um, Wait, my, I've been kidnapped my first call, not the police. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Who needs 911? Avenge me. <laughs> so, um, and the phone call was not what I was expecting it to be. Because mm-hmm. we do call each other frequently and just talk about random stuff but or when I was just crying very true um but it was to say thank you yeah and I'm just kind of curious as to like where that came from because to me that was out of the blue and not something I was ever ever expecting or ever like hoping to get from you you know what I mean? Yeah. It's ve- it's a very rare thing for me. I'm not, like, not that I'm not a polite person, but it's very rare for me to, like, see something that's, like, not an instant, like, oh, you handed me a drink, thank you, but, like, yeah. a bigger picture kind of thank you. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, I was just, like, reflecting, because I was, for context, I was on the drive back from my therapy session, and I was just, like, thinking and reflecting, and I'm like, I've been feeling good lately like better than I've felt in like quite some time probably because I've just started not that I've just started but like a few months in therapy which I probably needed for much longer (laughs) let's be honest (laughs) but I was just like this is a lot due to Michaela so thank you for doing that yeah I was just very shocked and I just did not even know what to say because I've I would have done it for anyone you know what I mean that hurts no but like I because I just don't think of it as something to be thanked for because in my head why wouldn't I help you yeah I don't know, I guess I kind of thought of myself as more of, like, a lost cause in that area. Like, I refused. I thought therapy was, like, this is going to sound so bad. I was, like, people who need therapy, no, I don't want to be one of those people. There's, like, a stereotype. I'm not that bad. I can fix it myself. Mm -hmm. Like, all the things. I would tell myself anything just to, like, make myself feel like I didn't need help. I could do it on my own. Which was not good. <laughs> Don't do that to yourself. Yeah. But, um, and, like, so, you had been, you had to try, not, like, try, but, like, it was a long process to try and get me to accept that I needed it until you actually make the appointment and stuff. And you were very instrumental in the whole process, so I wanted to thank you for it. Yeah. I, I'm just glad that you called me that night. Mm-hmm. I guess you didn't call me. I'm glad that you sent me the text. Oh, yeah, that night. We have these nights with um, our group of friends yeah. from work um, that has happened to, I guess I'm next. Yeah, we call them the night the world ends. The night the world ends. And the night that Taylor's world ends, she sent me a strange text message. So I called her. 
we had worked together that night. We hadn't even, it's not like we'd been apart. We'd been apart for like, what, 20 minutes or something? Yep. And I went home. I knew that you were having a bad day because you were yeah. very quiet and very not yourself at work. So I didn't talk to you after work. You know, I just said, okay, goodbye. Have a good night. We didn't powwow, which was very yeah. weird for us. Yeah. Um, and I, I did it because I thought that I didn't, I didn't want you to feel like you needed to talk about something you weren't, you didn't want to. Yeah. So I laughed and I drove home and I got in the shower as soon as I got home and I, um, got out of the shower to a text message from Taylor that was like, why didn't you want to powwow tonight? And so I knew that something was wrong, and so I called her, and I, she picked up the FaceTime call crying in her car, <laughs> and proceeded to tell me that she was fine. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> so, I don't know, I'm just grateful that you answered the phone that night. And that whenever yeah. I came, I then came and got her, and we went for a drive. But More I'm, like a kidnapping, but it's fine. But I'm glad that you got me. Yeah. Because, I mean, that was your... Ultimately, it was your choice. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to come into your house and, like, force you to I get out. I wouldn't pass. I wouldn't, like, go <laughs> past you. But. So, I just... I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think... this. Well, it happens to me a lot, and I think it happens to a lot of people. You feel fine. You're yeah. totally fine for days and days and days. And, like, maybe months... And then all of a sudden, a minor inconvenience happens to you and just your world crumbles around you and you just break down. Yeah, and I knew that... I... I... That's why I kind of knew that something was wrong. Because it was, like, rare for us, but there were nights that we wouldn't stay after and talk. Mm Mm-hmm. And those nights we didn't say, like, we wouldn't... I wouldn't text you once I got home and be like, hey, why didn't we? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, on a, on a quote-unquote normal day, yeah, it probably would have been fine. You would have literally gone home and done whatever. Mm-hmm. But that day, it wasn't normal. Yeah. And so that, I think, I don't know, because I'm not you, first of all, but uh, I would think that that was the thing that sent you over the edge. Mm, kind of, but I, I don't know. I don't remember exactly why I had been... I just had a really bad day, but, like, nothing significant happened. I was just feeling very not myself, not mm-hmm. good. But, like, nothing even specifically, I think, sent me over the edge. Yeah. But it was just, like, I had already been feeling so bad, and then, like, we didn't count. I'm like, dang, now I brought other people down, too, with me, and, like, she doesn't mm. want to talk to me right now. Like, my mind snakes things up all the time like that and then I was like or like not like she hates me now but like she doesn't want to talk to me when I'm like this yeah I need to be like the happy fun person that I am to have like friends I guess Mm. and like they don't want to see me like this I don't want to bother anyone with when I'm like this but then I was like why because I think I was almost ready to talk about it I was like thinking about it but then you were just like okay bye I'm like that makes sense don't want to bother her with this. Yeah, I did, but I didn't. 
I mean, looking back, I didn't mean for it to come off that way, you know? Yeah. I thought that I was doing what was best for you mm-hmm. by not being like, okay, well, let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about Because there were still times, even in, like, in the parking lot that, that you were like, I don't know if I want to talk about it, which is fine. It's your own business. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to put you in a position where I would ask questions that could upset you. Mm-hmm. So I just, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't think of it that way. I thought that I was doing what was best. Which in the end, I think the outcome would have been different had I, had we stayed and had we talked. You know what I mean? I think you would have talked to me and then you would have not gone into therapy. Probably not. I probably would have just continued on yeah. the way I had been. Which it's like, it's surviving, but it's not thriving. You're not yeah. doing good things you don't feel good about it you don't feel about good like good about what you're doing you're good about yourself mm-hmm. but you're surviving yeah basically you just go through every day and wait for the next one yeah and then, I mean that conversation that that we had once I kidnapped you yeah was long and there was another friend of ours present um and I, I remember the moments where you were like, you're not going to like this question. Yeah. And I felt, I felt bad. Because I felt that you thought that you couldn't talk about those things because I was there. I don't think so. Because think- you didn't need to. Those are questions. The questions that came up were ones that you had and ones that you needed to be answered. Mm-hmm. And although I had no knowledge on that topic, and I don't like talking about that topic, it was still, I think if you didn't ask, Mm -hmm. there could have been different outcomes. Yeah. Because even, it's not like I went into therapy and then suddenly, oh my god, I'm fixed. I've had rough moments. Things, I honestly think things get worse before they get better sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I was, I've don't like emotions or like I didn't like emotions for a lot of like throughout most of high school honestly I didn't I like very guarded I didn't feel much and then like you're in therapy suddenly you have to talk about these things that have been happening to you and you can't just close them away in the back of your mind Mm -hmm. and a lot comes forward and you feel a lot of emotions in a very fast time and it can be very hard to handle them and control them and like really process all of them yeah and so it was hard it things did get rough for a hot second but I feel like I am learning and that's like a move in the positive direction so I know every day is going to get a little bit easier than the last because I'm learning how to handle it yeah yeah and I think I don't know I just I think that it's important and I think I wish that therapy was something that was more widely accepted yeah, because sure. I know that I know that you would have gotten help sooner, probably. A big part, I think I knew I needed it. I just was so in denial about it. But yeah, a big when you're part... asking me, do you think I need therapy? <laughs> I'm like, um, I would, have, I would have taken that advice from a stranger off the street at that point. I'm like, I honestly, I don't know. Please tell me, tell me what to do. I need someone to just tell me <laughs> yeah. things. I can't figure them out for myself. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, a big part was my parents, like, we never talked about it on 
honestly. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of households you don't talk about mental health, you don't talk mm-hmm. about therapy, you don't talk about any of it. So then you feel like if you ask about it, it'll be so out of the blue, it'll be mm-hmm. so weird, they'll be like, what's wrong with you, basically? Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of times, well, obviously, parents are trying to help. Yeah. But they just can come off in a way that's not... Mm-hmm. warm and inviting like the other day whenever I was like considering putting in my two weeks I'd called you and I was um in my living room and mm-hmm. I was crying um and my my mom walks in and she's like what's wrong and I just was like I don't I don't know yeah and she's like what do you mean you don't know yeah <laughs> and I'm like I I don't know Mm-hmm. I don't have the words to explain. Yeah. And I just don't know. And, like, I didn't want to put in my two weeks. Yeah. So I was so conflicted, and that was something that was weighing on me, as you know, as my family knows, like, because it was a matter of myself or so many other factors. Mm-hmm. And so I had a meeting with the CEO, and she was like, well, why, why did you, why did you want to leave? Like, why was this the thing, why was this the straw that broke the camel's back? And the meeting didn't really go as planned, so I was kind of playing catch-up the whole time with, like, what I was saying. But I, I wanted to, I wanted to be like, the camel's back has been broken, for a while I've been like literally clawing along (laughs) yeah like it wasn't one instance that did it for me Mm -hmm. because yeah I've had bad days at work but I've been at work when I've found out terrible news and I haven't and then I have to put it away yeah because I have to be there for the rest, like, for the rest of it. pull yourself together. We're in Taylor's house. Oh, yeah. So, we have a cuckoo clock. <laughs> it's really annoying. I kind of hate it, but it was apparently my great-grandfather's, and destroying it would be, like, destroying the family or whatever. Who knows? Um, and, and so, like, it was, the job was just taking a lot out of me. Yeah. And so, I wanted to tell her, I'm going to be, like, it's been broken. Yeah. It's just now that I'm being like, you know, you need to think about yourself. Mm-hmm. Because that analogy is kind of like, at what point is it no longer healthy for you to continue? Mm-hmm. And I think you've been continuing continuing on in the job for way longer than it's been healthy. Yeah. And you've just, like, been almost, like, giving away a little piece of yourself every time. You yeah. have to keep doing it. I have to put on, a, like, a face and just yeah. act your way through it. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's just, and she was just like, well, why did you wait so long to come talk to me? And I was like, because I just, why would I complain? I don't, I wasn't raised that way. I came in, I do my job, I go home. Yeah. That's what I'm paid to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks, but I have a job. Mm-hmm. I had a job through the pandemic. Mm. I was able to get the vaccine, like, also, I felt terrible complaining. Yeah, but do you really think anything's going to change because of that meeting? Because I don't, so, like, even if you had that meeting earlier, nothing, it wouldn't have made a difference, nothing would have changed. I don't, 
I would like to think that it would. I really don't think so. Unless they can change upper management, basically, which is extremely difficult to do so. Yeah. I don't think anything really would have changed. It starts at the top. And then, like, they kind of create an atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And if that atmosphere isn't a healthy one, is kind of toxic, there's, like, really not much you can do except change that person. Yeah, and I was, like, I was, like, I feel like management doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, well, what does caring look like? And I was, like, um... Caring. Like, that's what... What do you mean, like, what does it look like? It, it looks like the managers coming into work and being present and not hiding in their office and I understand that they have work to do that's in the office I Mm -hmm. do get that but you're telling me you can't come out and check in with the different venues yeah and um I just go ahead they like would schedule one or two people knowing is practically impossible for us to do it with that many people mm-hmm. and they just don't care they're like as long as some you figure out something it was really on the the lowest level workers to figure out something to do in those instances when it should have been management they're supporting yeah and i i am someone who i always feel weird talking about this because i feel like it's like putting me up higher than i should be but I'm someone who would take that on myself to do. Yeah. Like, oh, I see there's a hole in the schedule, I'll come in. But you shouldn't have to. Exactly. I should have to be called in or asked. I mm-hmm. shouldn't have I shouldn't have done that, but I just I started thinking about I stopped thinking about myself mm-hmm. in in the job, especially in the past 6 months. Yeah. I stopped thinking about myself and I started putting the job that isn't gonna... It, Honestly, in the long run, won't matter. Exactly. And I, you matter way more than it. Yeah. And like, and so in the meeting with the CEO, she kept asking me like, well, there has to be a lesson that you, that you're learning from this. Like, there has to be some reason that, that you're, that you're staying. And I... I wanted to say, I think the lesson is when to leave mm-hmm. and to put yourself first. Screw everyone else Yeah. and think about yourself. Because you can't help others unless you yourself are in like a good place and you've helped yourself first. Like in mm-hmm. airplanes, put the air thing on yourself first yeah. and then help those around you. Yeah, and I think, I think when I started to see people leave, I was like, well, it's fine. Like, I can just, I'll just be fine. I'll be fine. And then I was staying at the job for for you and for one other person. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't say that in my meeting because she's like, well, there had to be something that allowed you to stay. It can't just be this one person. And I was like, literally it is. Taylor left. Mm-hmm. I was here because I couldn't, I knew that you couldn't do it without me. Oh, yeah. No, definitely not. And I couldn't do it without this other person. Mm-hmm. And so when you left, I was just there for the other person. Mm-hmm. And like part of the joy of the job left when you left because whenever we worked together, it was 
fun. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't necessarily a job. Yeah, we did work because we worked well together. Mm -hmm. But then the people that I'm currently working with, I do enjoy working with, but sometimes I feel as though I'm the manager. Oh, yeah, a thousand percent. Even when I was still there, like, forever you've been basically the manager. Because <laughs> there were a lot of nights the manager honestly was not there. Yeah. And, like, I, I said that in my meeting. I was like, I'm not paid to be a manager. She's like, well, do you want to be a, su- do you want a supervisor role? And I was like, no. Is she offering you a higher job? What? Like, and I think that she's trying, because the department is going down. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think that she's trying to hold on to anything she can. Yeah. So if I would have said, I, if I'm going to be a supervisor, I want, I want the title. I want the position. I'm pretty sure she would have been like, okay. Dang. Like, and she was asking me if I would stay on and work the casual part-time where you have to work once every 90 days. Yeah. And I was like, um... No, because I can almost guarantee that management's not going to contact me and ask me to work. I'll be expected to contact them and be like, hey, my 90 days is almost up. Can you put me on the schedule? Also, like, for what reason you're hoping, like, soon you'll graduate and then soon you'll have a job in, like, your actual profession. Why would you keep this part-time job? Exactly. And she was like, well, if you work once every 90 days, maybe we can, maybe we can, like, work this out. And, like, just try a few things out. And I I wanted to be, like, I'm not your guinea pig to fix this. Yeah. Also, it's not a permanent job. It was literally made for high school and college students who can only work a couple nights a week for a couple of hours. Yeah, and that's what it's perfect for. It's It's perfect for that. So why would she want you to stay when you've almost graduated college? For what? You're never going to come back fully as you were before. And the shifts are only four hours, and we are making $12 an hour, so like $46. Yeah. Like, it's not even worth... It's not worth the stress. It's Mm -hmm. not worth my time. And I hate saying that, because I didn't want to leave. Yeah. Like, this isn't what I wanted, Mm -hmm. but I knew it's what I had to do. Because it wasn't all about the money. No. Like, obviously not. You get very attached to your coworkers. You get attached to certain managers. You get attached to the residents. Yeah. You get attached to the people there. And then you don't even think about the paycheck anymore, really. Mm-hmm. But once all those other things are gone, you do start thinking about the paycheck. And if it's not worth it, then what's the point? Yeah, and, like, I already have another job. Yeah. And so, like, I'm already... I'm all ready set in that sense so it's not like I'm going from having a paycheck that's pretty good not gonna lie if you work a lot it can be a good paycheck yeah yeah. and like all that stuff to nothing like I I have a separate job where I can still have a really and now that I'm not working at the retirement home as much retirement community as much I guess whatever yeah I don't know um then like I can pick up more shifts at at the restaurant and like, and you make more money there because yeah. you make tips yeah 
a huge flaw of the not a flaw but like it's a downside of the retirement home position is there were no tips mm-hmm. you work you get your allergy hourly wage and that's it there's no chance of making more yeah so i don't know this kind of took a weird turn i guess I mean, yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know how we got here but um the um the next topic that i wanted to ask about which okay. I, I feel like I thought about this. Uh, now I think about things we can talk about on the podcast. Wow, look at you go. Um, while I'm driving <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> um, I was curious to know about your. I think that we've had conversations kind of like this mm-hmm. about your spirituality, oh, and okay. I don't. And I don't. I don't really want to talk about religion Mm -hmm. as much as I want to talk about spirituality. And I think they are separate, honestly. Okay. I do think they're pretty separate. I was raised Christian. I went to a Lutheran church my entire life. I was confirmed, went through the whole, where you take, um... Communion. Communion. I forgot. She's a great Christian. It's been a while (laughs) since I've been to church. Can you notice? (laughs) But... At one point, kind of in early high school, when you realize you're different from other people you attend church with, mm-hmm. I realized I am gay, mm-hmm. which is not widely accepted in Christianity. Mm-hmm. I would say there are, of course, some amazing Christians who are very welcoming, accepting, loving, and a lot my church was, honestly. Mm-hmm. I knew they would have accepted me. But I, for some reason, put up a barrier and was like, I can no longer attend church if okay. I'm like this. I just, like, couldn't accept it. I couldn't be You in, thought it was either or, not both. Basically. I was like, I can't be in a community that I know most of it wouldn't accept me for me. Mm-hmm. I, if, I knew if a lot of religious people didn't like gay people, I didn't want to be religious. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, kind of my choice. And my parents accepted it. They were very understanding about it. They're like, okay, you not because they, they didn't know the reason. Yeah. But I was like, I don't really want to go to church anymore. And they were like, okay. Because we're not like, oh, we're not super religious, but they do go to church probably every Sunday. Yeah. And my mom's on the church council. But, like, it's a... It's not, like, a super intense church. It's, like, kind of a smaller, cute community kind of thing. Yeah. But then over the years, I... I've thought a lot about this, and I think there is more, maybe not, like, a god. Honestly, I have no idea what's up there. I don't want to assume anything. No idea. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a balance to life. Mm -hmm. And things happen for a reason. Okay. And people are placed together for a reason. And, like, there is no such thing as a coincidence. Things happen for a reason. Mm -hmm. And there's a balance. So, like, if something happens to you... This is, like, I hate this saying, but, like, if God closes a door, then he opens a window. I don't, I think there's a balance. The universe, if something happens, something else is coming. Yeah. You're never going to be, like, you might be down for a while. You might be put to your lowest point. But eventually things will change. Yeah. And better is coming. That's, like, the simplest way I can put it in my mind. That's interesting. During COVID, I, um, I was raised... Not during COVID. I'll come back. To <laughs> I was during. raised during COVID. I was raised Methodist. Okay. 
Um, and I did Sunday school. I did vacation Bible school. Like, I did yeah. the whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. my parents were very big on that. Mm-hmm. And during COVID... Uh, Great time. We talk my family like just had a lot of time to talk about a lot of things obviously like what else were you gonna do you were stuck together anyone else so um we talked about god and religion and i asked my my mom is like i love my mother to death she was i love her too (laughs) she was she's a redneck yeah. So she kind of has different, not bad at all, just different views on certain aspects. She was raised differently. Exactly. Yeah. So I mainly speak to my dad about certain things. And my mom was present for this conversation. She just didn't have that much to say. So, like, that's why I'm not going to mention it very much. <laughs> um, but she... And my dad both. I was like, hey, do you guys believe in that? Mm-hmm. Like, do you believe the God thing? Or are you just, like, rolling with it? Yeah. And my dad was like, I believe it 100%. And my mom was like, wow. okay. I... And I said, you believe in the whole thing. The, do, do you believe that? Honestly, it's very hard for me to believe in the Bible. Like... That is something written that is actually the words of God somehow. Yeah, okay. It's I don't. Good. I didn't ask that. I'll, I'll ask him. I'll ask him that. Because the Bible for me is just a whole different situation. Because they quote it, they like believe in it, it's like everything to them is yeah. this book. But it's been mistranslated yeah. and construed in so many ways. And they only believe certain parts. Some and, people. Yeah, some are interpretations. Some are, we have to follow this word for word. Yeah. Like it's a very, they get to choose what they want from. And it really bothers me to the point where I just don't believe any of it. Yeah. So, I don't know about the Bible, but, like, the God thing and the angels and blah, blah, blah. Jesus. Yay. (laughs) And my dad said, yeah. And I, we started talking about, like, if I were to have children, would I upset them by not baptizing them? Mm Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, well... I would just be upset because I'd be concerned about the kid. Like, what if something happened to them? If they're going to get into heaven or not? Yeah. Okay. And I said, well, because I don't, I don't know if I believe in that. And that to me was even hard to like tell my parents. Yeah. And because of certain situations that you know about, but I'm not comfortable sharing yeah I kind of have to believe that there's something else afterwards I think it's a comfort thing for a lot of people they need to believe there's something up there they need to believe there's something afterwards and that's why they cling to it so desperately exactly and my dad was like and I was like I'm I'm sorry like I I don't want you guys to think that somehow you've messed up like Mm mm-hmm And my dad, and I was very, very shocked by this answer. My dad was like, well, I think that as long as you're spiritual, then we didn't mess up. Whether you believe in God or not is your own business. Mm -hmm. But I think for sanity, 
Yeah. You have to believe in something. I think that is very true. And so he was like, I, it doesn't really bother me that you don't believe in that. That's your own prerogative. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I kind of have to believe that something else happens because of situations that I've been put in. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a God situation. You know what I wish? What's up? I wish we had been taught more religious. There's over 400 religions out there. Mm-hmm. The Spaghetti Monster one. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, we weren't taught, like, any of them except one. You were given one, you're given one that your parents have. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's just kind of expected the path that you go down. Mm-hmm. But, like, I would be very interested to learn about, like, more religions that involve meditation. Mm-hmm. Or a balance. Or, like, thinking about the universe in, like, a greater kind of perspective. Mm-hmm. And not just focus solely on this one book and mm-hmm. this one guy in the sky. Mm-hmm. And, like, how do we even know it's a guy? It's God. It probably doesn't have a gender. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so, like, I would have been very intrigued if, like, you realize your kid might be straying and, like, thinking about it in a different way. Okay, let's explore some other options. Yeah. Because I do think spirit spirituality is important, especially in growing up. You need to come to terms with what you think is out there. Yeah. And I I agree with my dad in the sense that people have to believe in something. Yeah. Or else I think it'd just be chaos, honestly. And so I think it's, I don't know, I think it's easy for people to be like, well, there's just one guy. Yeah. But I think that, I don't know. Even though I'm not religious, I still support religion Mm -hmm. quite a bit because I think it does... It does. It can do a lot of harm, mm-hmm. for sure. Especially certain churches can do a lot of harm, but as a whole, I think it can do a lot of good too. If it is a reason for people to go out and do community service, mm-hmm. if it's a reason for people to donate, if it's a reason for people to follow these like laws, like don't murder. Mm-hmm. If it's the only thing stopping people from like murdering and stealing and cheating, then you believe in your book. You yeah. got this. Like, yeah. please keep doing yeah. those things. Yeah. But, like, then there's also mega churches who don't pay taxes and... Yeah. Thing, and, like, they, like, pastors who steal money from their community. And or pastors that hurt children. Yeah, that too. Or the Westboro Baptist Church who traumatizes people. Yeah, it's just... I don't know. I just thought that that would be a... I feel like our last podcast was not that good, so I figured <laughs> that we needed to have some strong conversations. Because <laughs> both of us on the last one were so distracted by the outside. We were like, well, there was a squirrel, and we kept feeding it, and it was just this whole thing. Yeah, so I was like, I was trying to think of something so that we had a path to kind of go down. And mm-hmm. I was just, I feel like we've had that conversation, but... I don't know. I feel like it, it's a good one to have. And, like, mm-hmm. another thing that kind of changed my mind on religion a little bit, I've taken some very interesting classes in college. <laughs> and the ones that have been the most strangest and far out there are the ones that I would love to take again and, like, mm-hmm. go back. And so I've told this story so many times, and Taylor's probably so tired of hearing it. <laughs> when I was, after freshman year, I taught in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, I would teach during the day, come back to where we were staying, 
um, we would have like a large group session and then we would have a class afterwards. And in this class, we learned about how to teach in urban settings. And the one thing that um, the professor, who was an amazing, phenomenal professor, she holds like two or three doctorate degrees. Wow. Like she is a genius and an amazing, amazing woman. Um, she said, the best thing you can do to understand your students is to realize that we're all living in our own dreams. Wow. And sometimes what's the best thing about dreams is that other people get to enter your dream, get to enter your space to change it for something better. And then they move on from your dream. Mm -hmm. But they impacted you and you impacted them. Wow. It's actually but, very beautiful. But that's life. Yeah. And the second that you can understand that your students' dreams are not yours, mm -hmm. they, you're, the reality that they're living, living in or the dream that they're living in is not the same as yours. Mm -hmm. And you're just there to provide space and guidance mm -hmm. is, the, is the moment that you become a better teacher. Yeah, she's basically saying, like, all you can do is guide them and hope to guide them in the right direction in their own dream. Yeah. And hopefully you have a positive impact on them. Yeah. Yeah, that's very... I've never thought about it like that, but that makes so much sense. It's a very cool concept to think about. Yeah. Is that, like, yeah. we're all, like, this whole, this whole life, this whole whatever is just us dreaming. It's just a series of dreams and impacting other people's dreams and them impacting us and it's I almost think of it as like everyone has their little bubble mm -hmm. but then every once in a while you collide with someone else's bubble and it changes the form a little bit mm -hmm. of your bubble each of you and then you like go away again yeah. and you just a little bit change from that experience yeah and so like that whenever I started thinking of not just not just teaching because like of course as a teacher you can't expect to know everything about your students Mm -hmm. But with people, I know that your life is different than mine, mm -hmm. and I may not understand, but I can support you through it. Mm -hmm. And that's all. That's that's all I got. Yeah. So back, circling back to the beginning. Okay. You changed my little bubble when you got me to like start thinking about therapy as a positive thing, and we're like could really help you don't know until you try kind of a situation yeah and you changed my little bubble thank you oh my gosh so cute <laughs> um I'm glad that I'm glad that I could do that I mean like I just you never truly think I've never truly thought that anything that I've done for people or the conversations that I've had or the fact that I just gave you the space in my car to talk about things mm -hmm. I've never thought that something like that would have a monumentous impact yeah especially how the powwow started it was literally just complaining about work yeah outside in a parking lot and then it somehow just transformed in like to the winter we started going into cars because it was freaking cold yeah 
but like it's just somehow evolved and turned into such a safe space where I talked about things I'd never talked about with another person before. Yeah, and there were times where you'd be like, don't look at me, but I need to ask a question. Yeah, I like literally, I couldn't look at someone because I that would be like make it too real I'd be like I can't have you looking at me I can't look at you because then I would know that I'm saying this in front of another human being I need to think I'm alone yeah and just I I don't know I just think that if conversations like that happened more frequently in not I'm not saying just between friends either you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like generally in the world yeah i think the world would be a better place oh 100 percent. but it requires both parties or even more than that being completely open and like willing to share certain yeah. things and i don't know why you shared the things that you shared with me because what i what did i share with you no no not in a bad way just like yeah. i don't know why i was the person you felt comfortable talking about that stuff with yeah. But I'm glad that that's what I became. Mm-hmm. I don't know why either, honestly. No idea. Sometimes things just happen mm. in the universe. Yeah. Like, we've said this before, I don't think we would have been friends if COVID didn't happen. Correct. But your friendship has become such a pivotal part in kind of like my journey mm-hmm. at this point. Where it's helped me realize things about myself and get some help that I definitely needed. Mm-hmm. So, like, does that mean corona helped me in the long run? Did it happen for a reason for me, at least, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think that, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that I was maybe the first quote-unquote adult friend that you had. Oh, yeah. In the sense that our friendship isn't what a high school friendship is like. Yeah. Because when COVID started, I was still in high school. Oh, yeah. I literally didn't get to finish my senior year. So, like, all of the friendships I had up until that point were 100% high school friendships. Yeah. Where you get through class together, you eat lunch together, you complain about your physics project. Yeah. And, like, that's about it. You don't even, like, I didn't even really talk about my sexuality with my high school friends. Like, they knew, but, like, I didn't feel the need to discuss it at length with them. Yeah. Ever. So, like, you were definitely my first, well, you are a bit older than me. Tiny bit. Okay, she said a bit like I'm ancient. I am not. I'm, like, three years older than you. Yeah, but for me, that's a lot, because I... Imagine being, like, a freshman in high school, and then you're friends with a senior. Yeah, I guess, but the way you said it was a little... <laughs> you are a that. bit older than a I am. <laughs> no. But, yeah, so you were, like, my first older friend, and, like, my first friend where I talked about... We have adult discussions about mm-hmm. serious topics. Yeah. Okay, my last, my last question, mm-hmm. my last topic of conversation is if you could eradicate big word that means get rid of (laughs) for anyone who didn't know if you could eradicate one terrible thing in the world Mm. what would it be but there are parameters you cannot do something broad like Mm. hate or Uh, love i want to get rid of all (laughs) or 
murder. Like, you can't pick something oh, okay. big. It has so you to can't be pick, an... like, world hunger? Exactly. Uh. This is not Miss USA. <laughs> world peace. <laughs> um, it needs to be specific. Okay. That scared me. That cuckoo clock. Okay. It needs to be very specific. Can I choose capitalism? No. <laughs> Dang it. Ah. Okay, let me think. Do you have an answer? Because I need time to think. Um, if I could eradicate one thing in the world, I... Oh, you also can't pick coronavirus. It's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> That's too expected. Yeah. Um, I think that I would choose the... The idea that I am better than you. That's exactly what I was thinking. What the heck? You stole my thing. I was thinking, like, could you get rid of white supremacy? Well, where does that come from? That comes from thinking, certain people thinking they were born better than others. Yeah. So that's literally what I was thinking. Okay. Thanks, a, thanks a lot. I can come up with something else. No, I'll come up. That can be yours. You said it first. I'll think of something else. Okay. I do have another one. So okay. I was ready. Oh. <laughs> What's your other one? Um, I think that I would also eradicate the, the need to fit in. Oh, yeah. The human innate desire. Yeah. To fit in. Like... We should celebrate differences and individuality should be, like, you should want to be your own individual. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. And, like, clothing trends should not be a thing. Oh, my God, no. Pockets. Women need (laughs) pockets. Give us the pockets. (laughs) I want freaking pockets. Hmm. Yeah, those were both really good ones. Thank you. I really was proud of my white supremacy thing, and now you kind of, like, took it from me. Thanks a lot for that. Do you have another one? Hmm. I'm trying to talk just so there's not silence. Yeah. I think I would take away, like, hoarding, basically. Like, the feel, the need, like, oh, we have, like, almost like the toilet paper thing. Okay. If no one had started stocking up and hoarding toilet paper, Germex, all these important supplies, Mm -hmm. there would have been plenty to go around for everyone. Mm -hmm. But people panic and feel the need, like, they're more important. It goes back to them thinking they're better than everyone else, but thinking their needs are more important than everyone else's. Yeah. So they should take it all, and then there's not going to be enough. So, like, it also goes for money. Okay. We have, like, in America, there's a lot of very wealthy people. Yeah. But then there's also a lot of extremely poor people. So if we didn't feel the need to... There's no way... There's some people who have so much money that there's no way they're going to be able to spend that in their lifetime. Yeah. So what is stopping them from sharing it? Just little bits of it that could change someone else's life. For them, it'd be 1% Mm -hmm. of their entire fortune. Yeah. It could change someone's life. Yeah. Why don't they do it? It wouldn't make a difference to them. I always think it's so interesting because people who don't have necessarily a ton of money. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm going to use my family as a great example, I think. Um, we are doing fine. Yeah. Financially. Um, 
but there were times that we, ne- we that we weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but during those times, my mother, this is like the perfect image to paint my mother. Aw. Uh, Christmas time comes around. Mm-hmm. And she'll see the person in front of her trying to count out money to Aww. make sure they have enough. And my yeah. mom will go, I've got it. Aw. Or uh, just, I think it was a, a few years ago now, but just like randomly, my parents were out grocery shopping and the people in front of them were saw the total and had to start putting stuff back. That's so sad. And so yeah. my parents said, whatever you put back, put in our cart and we'll buy it for you. Because they've kind of, not exactly, but they've kind of been there wherever you're trying yeah. to save money. But then these people that have a whole bunch of money, it doesn't seem as though, and I'm not speaking for all of them because I don't know. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like they have the same compassion. I think so, because a lot of them... Which doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, because, like, it's almost like the wealthy stay wealthy. A lot of the wealthy people, they were born wealthy. Yeah. They've never been there. They don't know what it's like. So always the most... It almost seems like the most giving people are the ones who are... Have been there... Mm-hmm. Or are close to it themselves. Yeah. Honestly. Like, my grandmother is one of the most giving people I know. And she has lived her whole life in a trailer. Yeah. So, like, it's not like she can't use that money. Mm-hmm. But she sees others and she wants to give so badly. She would rather them have it than mm-hmm. her. Yeah. But then there's people who, like, they, they're like, oh, you must be lazy if you don't have money. Yeah. They don't see that, like there's real struggles especially in america and like it's not made for the poor man okay um yeah i agree mm-hmm. um different question related to now that we're talking about homelessness i guess <laughs> kind of <laughs> whenever you sorry i just okay. kicked you whenever you go to a city Oh, yeah. And there are homeless people. Mm-hmm. Or even um, sometimes in town, there are homeless people. Do you give them money? Because my family, this, like, sounds bad, but I think a lot of people go through the same It's thing. a struggle. Because I don't, I don't give them money, but I will go to yeah. a store and buy them a hamburger. I will, like, I'll go through the drive-thru McDonald's, hamburger, water, french fries. Yeah. Um, or um, there's this one guy that I saw when I was coming out of Walmart. And so I went back into Walmart, bought him, like, a hoagie, and he had a dog. So I bought some dog treats, some water, and a candy yeah. bar. Um, so, yeah. Do you do that? My family... No. I changed my mind. I can't bite your food. <laughs> That's okay. My family typically does not... Give money? Give money. But we will, if we just came out of a restaurant, we'll give leftovers. Mm-hmm. We've never, like, gone back into a store... But my mom sometimes has, like, granola bars Mm -hmm. or, like, just bottles of water we'll give out. Mm -hmm. It's always so tough because you want to believe that if you give them money, they'll they'll use it wisely. Mm -hmm. But you just don't know 
so it's such a struggle. You want to give them things that you know will honestly help them. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I Honestly, I'm not a big fan of cities. Mostly because I like the outdoors and I get, like, claustrophobic mm-hmm. in cities. And then just so many people around that are just, like, it's very hard for me, honestly, to see that. Mm. Yeah. I always, um, I'm good in cities for, like, a few days. People that are like, mm-hmm. I want to move there. I'm like, no, there's way too many people. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. I was just curious about that because I know that some people do give money. I just went to D.C., which I'm pretty sure I've talked about before, but I just went to D.C. and my dad, for some reason, and I was just, like, shocked because we're a family that, again, doesn't usually give money. Mm -hmm. But he gave money to, like, three or four people. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he was just, like, in a great mood. (laughs) It was like, all right. And it wasn't like a... I think it was, like, maybe $5, you know? Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. anything crazy. But I was just, like, so shocked because normally we don't yeah. do that at all. Mm-hmm. Normally, yeah, like, we'll give leftovers or um, food or something like that. But I was just like, okay, Dad, you must be in a great mood <laughs> that you're just handing out money. Yeah. This is a kind of a random thing, but I think with now starting to feel a lot of emotions, which I've learned that I have. Yay. I, like, honestly, I never cried, but lately I've been crying a lot. I feel a lot more things. I think I'm learning I'm a very empathetic person. Mm -hmm. I feel very strongly for, like, people that I just are in rough situations, and I'm like, I wish I could change it for you so bad. Yeah. So, like, a lot of times when I would see, I'm, I like dark humor mm-hmm. because, like, it was much easier for me to just kind of block off that empathy and laugh about it instead. Yeah. But now I'm, like, I really feel for people and it's just so hard to see our country right now kind of honestly broken. Yeah. It, I think a lot of countries are, but. Well, especially ours, but, like, just the whole political landscape and it's so it's like such a big part of our lives yeah we talked about this last time two times ago two times ago go watch episode one yeah it's such a big part of our lives and like it's causing so much hate yeah towards fellow americans and it it honestly kind of breaks my heart deep down yeah i'm glad that i mean yeah it sucks to feel emotions (laughs) kind of does honestly sometimes sometimes but then when it's a good emotion yeah Oh, yeah, we talked about this on the phone. Random sidetrack, but if, yeah. like, yeah, now that I feel emotions, I can feel a lot of the bad ones, but I'm also, for the first time, feeling a lot of the very good ones. Not, like, for the first time. No, but I think someone, I was talking to someone about this, mm-hmm. um, and they said, it's almost like, it's almost like you're breathing for the first time. Yeah. Like, when you hold your breath for a really long time, or if you're choking on something, and then you breathe again, it's like... <gasps> Oh my gosh. You forget what it feels like. And yeah. And you forget what, like, pure joy almost feels yeah. like. Or, like, I was just in a good mood Monday. That's why I called you to thank you. Because it's been so long since I was just in a genuinely good mood for, like, not really much of a reason. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have anything else? No, I think this is about a good time to wrap it up, is it? 
59 minutes, so almost perfectly an hour. Oh, look at that. Okay. Well, um, until next time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.